Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I promised that this would be public knowledge when I told my mom we were recording our Christmas episode tonight. This is my mom's sweater from the 90s. Nice. Vintage. Very vintage. And I'm also wearing mom jeans, so I feel like I've really got the whole 90s look nailed tonight. Um, But my mother... um, did point out to me that apparently it's not really 90s it's just 90s inspired because my jeans are ripped gotta say that actually (laughs) but also they should be acid wash i don't know if i could get acid wash mom jeans sure like i mean i'm sure they exist i don't know if i could emotionally do that time to be alive oh yeah yeah what a time to be alive indeed but yeah um so when we're when this episode is airing, it's Christmas Eve, y'all! Exciting. Yeah, I'm drinking this very beer, as I do every Christmas Eve. Hell yeah, I love that for you. I'm I'm very yeah. excited. If that wasn't evident from the fact that I, like, switched to Christmas bedding as soon as Thanksgiving was over and all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. I have lots I'm of- almost... Still, my aunt lives. Hmm. My aunt lives are moving when I move my head. I do Feel love them. that. <laughs> They're like floppy. The extra floppy one. I like that. Yes, Zach. No rush. Today has just been like a whole ass day. Do tell. <clears throat> it was just long. It happens to the best um, of us. I was at both works today. Mm-hmm. Because. Our staff assistant in the office had a confirmed exposure, so she is out. Yes. Um, Naturally, we're all waiting now on her, because if she's positive, the office is a tiny bit fucked. Um, So I was in for her this morning, but I had work in the afternoon, so I went in for a few hours, then hauled ass across Virginia to the other side to go to work. And then people, like, weren't showing up for their shifts. Oh, Lord. And so I was there for an extra hour, which I didn't mind, because I was there with my, with, like, my favorite manager. That's always a good thing. I adore her. She is Australian and has the accent to prove it, and it's just amazing. But, like, if it was the store manager who, like, nobody likes, like, the minute four o'clock rolled around, be like, bye, like, I'm out. But, Apparently an Australian accent is one of the hardest ones to master. Really? Which I completely believe, because every time I try to do one, unless I'm saying, like, a really, like, 
Australian quote, it always it always eventually slips back into some form of British. Well, hers is really good. I would assume so. <laughs> Very authentic. I would assume so. But yeah, we have some fun Christmas-themed questions, which I'm excited about. And yeah, anyone have anything they would like to just you know anything they would like to say to kick us off? Fair enough. <laughs> Happens Sorry. every time. I really I should learn my lesson. What were you expecting? I don't. You know, every now and again, I feel like maybe if I just throw it out there, something might happen. Although that is technically the definition of insanity. So, yep. By that definition, my continuously applying to jobs and getting rejected and then doing it over again is insane. That's persistent insanity. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. Good and bad. Could definitely okay. put it that way. I will be right back. I'm going to refill my drink. I put way too many spices in my dinner. Not complaining. It was very good. And then I will be ready whenever my mouth is. Wow. I think I just said eight words at once. But I love that for you. Know you. Very proud. New record. Yeah. It's the one to beat. I'll do my best. Got my Christmas mug that is as old as I am. Nice. Oh, I haven't busted out my baby. Year. You, that's so sad. I just didn't even think about it. For some reason, I keep them in the dishwasher. You better get on that, girl. Because I have a Christmas story one. You know, it says you'll shoot your eye out on it. Wonderful. And I've got Christmas cat, which is like it's like a Persian cat wearing a Santa hat. And there's just something about its face, like is it a smushy little face? Well, no, it's like. It's it's a, like a it's a painted one. It's not like a picture of a cat. It's a painted cat. Um, Is it I, just I a thought... tiny little face on a blob of a cat? No, man. I should really just like get it. I mean, <laughs> but he's it's... rotated back in. You can. I came across it in a TJ Maxx like I don't know t- eight years ago or something like that, and it was on an end cap. I remember it very specifically. Just seeing that face and immediately saying, "Why does it look like that? What's, what is that Christmas face?" Christmas cat. Doing? Christmas cat. <laughs> and show me. And I must I was like, see. Well, I have to have this. Well, hold on. <laughs> I shall fetch the Christmas cat from Hell my dish. yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll have to like include a photo, a link to a photograph of the Christmas cat mug for uh, people who are only listening to this on audio. So that we will do. I love that you have just a plain tortilla. The Hispanic in me is popping off. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just need a plain carb. It's good. Sometimes it's that's bad. that's all you need. Also, I wasn't joking. That was a lot of spices. Not like spicy, but just kind of overwhelming. Just a lot of flavors happening. Yes. This is very much the definition of not flavor. Of course. I must see the boy. Let's see if I can. Do, 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 do. Uh, focus, focus, focus. Doesn't seem to want to totally focus. Why is it like that? Look at that face. Look at him. Oh my god. I love I him so know. much. Yeah, I don't know what it's mesmerizing. Um, 
It says Merry Christmas on the inside of the... And I chipped it oh, no. a few years ago, and I tried to fix it, and then my stepdad broke it again, and it's a whole thing. Okay. But I love Christmas Cat with all of my heart. Well, now I do, too. Right? There's just something about that face, and I don't know what it is. It doesn't, the, it, it doesn't quite know why it's wearing that hat, I think. Yeah, That's part of it. It and confused. Yeah. Like, what is happening? But then also, like, physically impossible that that hat would stay on that cat's head the way it's, like, angled. It looks like the cat has been startled by the fact that the hat has been placed on its head, and it's, like, it's just about to fall off because it's confused. Yeah. Like, you know, when whenever you try to put things on your pets just out of the blue without, like, bribing them to stay still with treats, that's that face. It doesn't seem to want to totally focus, and it's bothering me for some reason. I think it's because you're still in the frame. <laughs> Sorry. Nope, I was wrong. Didn't quite work. <laughs> it was a suggestion. <laughs> well, I had to be in the frame because otherwise I couldn't see the camera to tell where this I was is, holding Yeah, no, this is true. Well. <laughs> Man, I love Christmas cat. We tried. I think I'll try to fix them again this year and it'll just break again. Because I actually specifically got, I forget what the word is, but like, it's like a putty that you put on there and then you bake it in the oven and it sets. So you'd like fill it in with the putty and then bake it. But then it says you like sand it down to make it smooth. And I couldn't get it to sand and my stepdad was like, oh, let me try. And he just the whole thing off of there. So I gotta try it again. <laughs> oh, Christmas cat will live forever. Christmas cat will live forever. I live for a replacement. It's impossible. It was a random mug at TJ Maxx like almost a decade ago. If anyone else has a Christmas cat, let us know if they if you can still obtain one. Because, like, I kind of want one. But I realize it's most likely not going to happen. Oh, no. It's a thing of beauty. I don't know what it is. I just fell in love immediately. Love it for Again, a I do love this um, Jimboree Christmas mug from 1998. Oh, Jimboree? Yeah. Didn't get that part. Fun. Yep. yep. I feel like I deserve a love. My mom was a big fan of, like, any sort of kind of matchy-matchy, like, sweater and corduroy pants type set to, like, dress me in as a toddler. There's a lot of pictures of me wearing stuff like that. I was a well-dressed well little child, I must say. Props to Kathy. In the, in the early 90s, it was all stirrup pants and oversized sweaters. I have some great pictures. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Anyway, we like to... Actually, this is a little bit of a good segue. We're talking about clothes. Our first um, uh, discussion topic is designer ugly Christmas sweaters versus the, like, thrift store monstrosities that people actually used to wear just, like, in earnest. Which do we prefer? I will hear arguments for both. Oh, we're on the air. Yeah, Oh my god. When he, was, when he got up to leave, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know we've been recording this whole time. But I thought, there's no every way, Every time right? I say, every time, I'll be like, okay, I am, I will like, I think I will say it so clearly. I'll be like, we are starting, I literally said, we're starting now because I need people to know that this sweater was my mom's. I promised her I would like, make that public information. No, and every time funny. I like, clearly announce it, one of you doesn't hear it. I'm- I'm pretty- no, I think my brain is just 
broken after today, but... It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Because I was, I was like, he's, the way he's, like, talking and stuff, I don't think he knows we're recording. But then I was like, oh, but you asked the question if we had any, like, opening thoughts. And so, you know, he responded to that, so he has to know, right? <laughs> That's why I didn't say he, I had suspicions. <laughs> but I thought we were, like, brainstorming. Uh, no. Yeah. When have we ever well, gone in with a plan, anyways, Zach? It is a good thing that I saved all the really damning information until after. Yeah, all those government secrets. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know I'm chock full of them as an intern. Yeah, all the super secret intern info. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. What's fun is that you find when you find out stuff has been recorded when you didn't realize it, you have to like run back through everything you said in your head. Like, did I say anything that's potentially embarrassing or problematic? Okay. Well, I mean, okay. most things that come out of my mouth are potentially embarrassing. That's just a thing I've learned to live with. Well, you can always invoke the federal wiretap law, something like that, which basically is like regulations on when you can and can't be recorded. Yeah, and uh, so anybody want to sue me here? <laughs> Will I be facing any lawsuits? <laughs> the uh, state of the state of Virginia versus fighting with friends. <laughs> is is Virginia a one party consent state or two? Wait, party? not not sorry. The Commonwealth of Virginia. Commonwealth yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't actually know. So I'm pretty sure New York is a one party. Actually, I know that. I don't know why I say I think mm. I know that because it comes up in like students recording our classes kind of situations. Mm. Interesting. So I know it's come up. Before. So I know what one party here. Well, now I know. Yeah. So you can record people that. without their knowledge as long as you consent. They don't have to. Oh, that's so good to know. I mean, that seems a little rude. That's the law. But I feel like yeah. that's. I mean, it's. I feel like it's one of those things. Like it's fine if you're getting like kind of just generic like b-roll footage of like just people walking like just a street that has people walking down it like you know well that's the other thing is like you can you you can film and and record like that's just the press yeah like yeah. like I, I can film a police officer they can't tell me to stop it's literally the first amendment i don't know where like federal wiretap whatever it is actually comes into play mm -hmm. um but i do know that that's a thing and that's why they have to like tell you when you're on the phone that you're like this is a recorded line like yeah so, I, hmm. I don't know this is not my area of expertise in public there's no reasonable expectation of privacy yes so yeah i mean if you're walking you... through times square and someone's like grabbing some b-roll for like yeah. a video or a movie mm -hmm. in like set in the city yeah that's on you fam there's there's a Supreme Court case where basically they were talking about this and like I think Scalia was talking about how like to 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 what extent can you expect privacy within your own home and it's like nobody can come onto your lawn and like film through your window but whatever I can see from the public sidewalk like I am it's within my right to film as creepy as that would be mm -hmm. but interesting yeah. I I, I I forget what the case was, but I remember I had to read about it for a different project during the core class I was taking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they can see inside your windows from the sidewalk, that's a you yeah. problem. 
Yeah. Put up some curtains. <laughs> we're answering this first question really well. I know we're doing also, such a good this job. Conversation is gonna make me close the blinds because now I'm all weirded out. Oh, I. <laughs> I keep my blinds open. I mean, oh, like generally, unless I'm like you know getting changed or whatever. But I generally keep them open because there's a lot of nice, I do too. There's a lot of nice Christmas lights on my street, actually. It's a rather not. It's I mean you know it's a just a neighborhood, but it's also <clears throat> pretty decent view out my window right now. My logic is I face the woods, so there's nobody there really to be peeking in. It. That's also valid. Like I'm not facing a bunch of traffic. That was one nice thing about um, several of my dorm situations in Geneseo, where it was like we were up on like the top floor of the building, also facing the woods, so we like never had to like close the curtains for anything, because like who's gonna be looking? Like really? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna try that hard, you can't like enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, that's my logic for sometimes like in the summer leaving my home with the windows open on the second floor. You know, it's like if you're gonna somehow find your way up there and through that tiny ass window, you've earned. Yeah, take what you need. <laughs> I mean, I don't do it very often, but I'm like. Oh, I'm just going to the grocery store. I should close the windows. I'm like, why? If somebody's going to take that short window and go through that effort, they, sure. des they deserve it. Yeah. At that point, yeah. honestly. A ladder, because there's nothing to climb. Yeah, go for oh, it. Yeah. She'd be telling people, go ahead, try to rob me. I dare you. <laughs> Don't hurt that. You know, cats what you need is like, simply safe. Yeah. I think about that on occasion. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like everybody has like the ring doorbells and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, fun. I love all the I, videos I that like the people like catch someone like doing something like awkward before they like formally enter the house, like on a ring doorbell or whatever. Those are always funny. Or like, I love all the ones where like, like, uh, like mail carriers will come up. Like there was one recently. This guy came up. He's like, hey, bud. You got the least decorated house on the street, my dude. You got to step it up. Send that to you. <laughs> you did. And I'm gonna, I'll link that in the, I'll link that below. Cause that's a fun, I love that. I'm just like, man, that's so wholesome. I've seen that. So that had to be in the group chat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I came up with a thing the other day. Which, that we should do in the future. That's similar to meme review, but not quite. Um, we share memes from our various, like, that we have all sent to our various group chats, like, between the three of us. I think it would be funny for us, to, for, the, for the people to see what really goes on. Beginning with the frog? I don't know that counts as a meme, but that's just a picture, but it's, it's an important yeah, frog. Yeah, that's a very important frog. We will discuss him. Don't you worry. Love him. Anyway ugly christmas sweaters the question we're doing so great but that's okay you know what this episode can be extra long because it's our christmas special hell yeah and i put on these antlers and i've tolerated them for a full 20 minutes now so that's you know something to celebrate very proud of you again you are allowed to take them off whenever you are wearing a christmas sweater you're fine it's it's an endurance activity now how long can i okay stand i mean as long as if it's your pride on the line and nothing else okay <laughs> Also, this is a relatively high alcohol content beer. I love that for you. It's not it, so that, there'll be that. Like, I barely started drinking it, but 
maybe after a while I won't care if my head hurts. My wife. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So designer ugly Christmas sweaters, designed to be ugly, but in, like, the kind of cute way, versus, like, the actual monstrosities one finds at a, a Goodwill. I feel like it's so tough, because it comes down to the question of, like, what's the point of wearing an ugly Christmas sweater? I mean, I happily wear an actual monstrosity, just, like, out in public. And, like, like, I wear it because it's fun. Okay. And, like, I wear it, like, with, like, my cool ripped mom jeans and, like, Doc Martens. So I feel like it telegraphs to the public that I am wearing it full fully aware that it's hideous rather than I just have no fashion sense. And so if the point is just that it's fun, I mean they can all be equally fun. This is true. So yeah, I mean like I... I don't I definitely like I have both and I wear both. I am wearing one of the like designer ugly Christmas sweaters and I think like the last episode or something. So, like, yeah. The last podcast one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, and but that's the thing, though. Like, I wouldn't categorize that as an ugly Christmas sweater. It's just a Christmas sweater. Yeah. Like, and I think that's one of the hard things is that they're sort of subjective. Like, if you go see, like, the designer ones, there are some of them that are just genuinely cute. Yeah, some of them are, like, well, low-cute, or, like, high-cute adorable. Yeah, like, I, I came across one when I got my uh, Christmas vacation mm-hmm. hoodie. They had one that was like a little T Rex on it, like the Santa hat and stuff. I was like, that just that's, that's just cute. Fun. That's not ugly. That's cute. Yeah, you know. Um, but they do have some of the designer ones that are just legitimately horrific to look upon. Like some of the ones that light up and stuff, or have oh, like fuzzy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That is a nice thing about like the like this is on purpose that you can get ones that like light up or like have like a little like button that you press on like the shoulder or whatever and it like plays like christmas carols love that the the ability to take it to the absolute next level that one has available to them when getting one that is ugly and hideous on purpose love it unless you're gonna like get an ugly christmas sweater at a thrift store and like actually run like leds through it in which case i respect you so much It's, it's so interesting because like they used to be truly ugly, like like actual authentic. Ugly, oh, do you ugly want to see Christmas my favorite sweater? ugly they Christmas sweater that my mom like absolutely, absolutely hates this thing? Yell like yells at me every time I wear it. <laughs> let, me, let me grab this bad boy. Two seconds. Sweatshirt, really, right? Yeah, it's like a like a grandma sweatshirt. Yeah. Looks <laughs> Well, but I think the important thing to point out, too, as you're getting that, is that when these, like, so these vintage ones, when they were first made and sold, they weren't considered ugly. They were just like, look at this thing. Yeah. So much. I love it. <laughs> but, like, when they when they came out, it wasn't, um, and you know, they were, people weren't buying them because they were ugly. They bought them because they liked them. And that's why I love that thing so much. Someone's grandma saw that and was like, this is precious. And then wore it unironically. 
it's so interesting again thinking about that motivation side of things like what's the point in wearing them yeah how that sort of changed over time and, and if we like, want to get into like semiotics and think about <laughs> i'm wearing it because like i know that it's ugly but i also like ge like i genuinely love it while knowing that like it is not high like you know not high fashion but i love i love it so much from such a genuine place even though it is ugly but at the same time, like you said, you, you wear, like, the the mom jeans and docs, like, to let people know that I know this is not attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I like it, but I don't want people to think that I like it. I want people to know that I like it, and I know it's ugly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the quicker, in general in life you can learn to like find a hideous article of clothing that you love and when someone says and like when someone says like hey like that's that's a really ugly sweater you can just be like you can say with genuine happiness i know isn't it hideous it's, it's very freeing i love it that is what i strive for with so many of my christmas sorry one second somebody took her up on the open window invitation What? I don't know what just happened. Maybe she's going to get one of her own sweaters. Hopefully. Ooh. You hope it was a miracle. <laughs> Something happened here. Empty chair. Out of minds. Huh? What? The cats are out of their minds. What they do? I just heard lots of rustling and then thudding and the sound of things falling. Oh. Um, I have aluminum foil all around Harley's enclosure on the stand because the cats won't quit jumping up there. And I've recently discovered that Luna is not remotely afraid of aluminum foil. Uh -oh. um, and she, yeah, so I know when she's up there because I hear the sound of the aluminum foil. I don't know what all just happened, but all the aluminum foil is now on the floor, even though it was tucked underneath of the enclosure. And a bunch of stuff fell over. Uh oh. Yeah. So that's, uh... Well. They're crazy. And they scare the living daylights out of me because I'm like, oh my gosh, they hurt themselves or something. No. Nope. Just causing trouble. Chaos machines. Love them. Anyway. <laughs> what were we saying? <laughs> They're gonna be the death of me, I swear. Give me a mini heart attack. Because it sounded like it was like an avalanche or something in there. Oh my god. But yeah, no, like, I lovingly refer to that like that sweatshirt as my Christmas monstrosity. Because that's what it is. And I love it. I love it because it is a monstrosity. Yeah, when I, um, I was actually with my parents when I got this hoodie, like, a few weeks ago at Thanksgiving. I love it. It looks um, like it's fleece, like, all, like, it's not just fleece line, like, it's fleece, yeah. period. Family Christmas, got a little, uh, squirrel up here on the tree. Hell yeah. Um, this is, Christmas Vacation is my absolute favorite Christmas movie I've seen like a million times. As it should be. Yeah, and I happened to be out shopping with my parents the weekend after Thanksgiving, and I came across it, and I just got so excited. I was like running up to them, like, look, look, look. And, and I expected their reaction to be like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous, why would you get it? But they just looked at it and went, yeah, that's a thing you would buy. <laughs> okay, so at least you have a consistent brand. 
it came from the junior section. It's like, no, I'm not a 36 year old woman getting a, uh, no, look, I complained about this to you guys on Snapchat. Why are all the like Pokemon pajamas in the in the kids section? Can I not be a 23-year-old woman who wants to go to sleep in Pikachu boxers and a matching t-shirt? Yeah, I really hate our societal expectations about like once you reach a certain age you're not supposed to do these things or like these things. And yeah. It's like why? I have Batman footy pajamas. You've seen me wear them. I have worn them on the podcast. I love them. They make me happy. What What is the number one eat thing we eat when you come to visit? Nugs and Mac, baby. But what kind of nugs? Dino nugs. <laughs> Every single time we hang out, we make dinosaur nuggets and mac and cheese, and it's delightful. Right. Like, what's the fun in being an adult and being able to, like, decide what you eat and where and how you spend your money if you're not going to be able to better than do the things that you love. Yeah, if I have to pay taxes, I should at least be able to buy Pokemon pajamas. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely, Absolutely ridiculous. On, on enjoyment of things. There is sure no age limit on fun, even though people want to act like there is. Yeah, just like I always get funny looks, like when I'm playing in the little, like when I go to a music park and they have like the water park within it, and there's always like the little kids area. I don't care, I'm playing in that area. They got yeah. fun, like buckets of water dumping and stuff. Yeah, I want to go dump the bucket of water on myself. Excuse me. Yeah, it's always like me and a bunch of children. What? Whatever. Literally, all the fun things in the world are wasted on kids. Oh, I should specify, me and a friend of mine who is of the same age and a bunch of children. It's not just me with a bunch of kids. That's Valid. Weird. I'm just going by myself and, like, <laughs> at least there's another person in their 30s who's with me. Fair enough. Minimal. Um, yeah, sweaters. Right. Sorry, I'm very distracted today. Entirely valid. Um. Ooh, rip. Big rip. Yeah, it just... I think both are great, both are fun. There is just something I love so much about knowing that someone once bought this because they were like, yeah, that looked good. Yeah, I think the the issue is, and I think I'm, we talked about this maybe last week, like off air, but I once tried to find like a vintagey ugly sweater when like a few years back before they became such a huge thing, like ugly sweater parties. Mm. And, but they were still at that point, like I couldn't find any. Like every thrift shop was completely picked over. There was nothing there. And so it was yeah, hard. honestly, I don't know how I found, I don't know how something like the one I have didn't get snatched up because like the grandma sweater specifically, like the grandma sweatshirt is like, not even just like Christmas ones. It's its own sort of like, item of clothing that one wears because they know it's ugly and they love it for that. Like, I see those, like, a lot, especially on TikTok. Mm. Which I'm super here for. Huge fan. So I don't know how I managed to find that gem, but I love her with my whole heart. Yeah, basically, I don't think any of them is better than the others. I think they're all delightful in their own way. And, and I think the fun thing about the, like, uh, ugly on purpose ones is that you can also get kind of like fandom specific ones like you can get like a Doctor mm -hmm. Who ugly Christmas sweater mm -hmm. like that's super fun I'm totally here mm -hmm. for that so yeah. some hot takes yeah 
they're, they're all delightful. But again, just something I love so much about about knowing it was worn in earnest at some point. Makes me so happy. Ah, good stuff. Okay. So now we have a fun little list of things that we're going to discuss that are all under, like, the same umbrella question. Which is, do you consider whatever movie to be a Christmas movie? And some, there's, like, a kind of discussion around already. Others, not so much. We'll see. Brooks, would you like to begin? I believe you did contribute this one. So, by begin, you mean just saying the first one? Yeah. Do we consider... <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're starting off with, with what I think is the most often debated one. It's usually the topic of conversation this time of year, which is whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. It is. Before we dig into that, I have reached my limit. I made it. 34 minutes, and my head has been pounding for at least 20 of those, so I am done. <laughs> a valiant effort. It is appreciated. It's going to take a while for my head to stop hurting now, but... I'm so, well, anyway. that's what you have the beer for. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it really feels like somebody's putting a vice on my head and just squeezing it. I don't understand how you're so sensitive to hats. I don't know. I've always been like that. Interesting. Weird thing. Anyway, die hard. So, you both said it is... But why? Um, I haven't actually seen Die Hard. I just know that people get really annoyed when people say it's a Christmas movie. And I like to annoy people. First of all, how have you not seen it? Second of all, why did you say that with such confidence? Because I, because I just, the, the enthusiasm with which people defend it as a Christmas movie has sold me, like, has sold me on that stance. Even having not seen the movie. But also, just from, like, knowledge of Die Hard just as, like, you know, a movie that people reference sometimes. I know that, like, the any, like, it's not just, like, a single reference to Christmas as, like, oh, yeah, tomorrow's the 25th or whatever, and then they never talk about it again. Like, it is slightly more of a plot point than that. Therefore, I'm gonna say it is a Christmas movie. But, see, to me, for something to be a Christmas movie... It actually has to be about Christmas. Like, that's part of the plot. Interesting. So, something like Die Hard, yeah, it takes place around Christmas, but that has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. We don't, like, pick a movie that happens to take place during the fall and say, that's an autumn movie, you know, like... I don't know, I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I kind of do. Like, yeah. uh, for example, Dead Poets Society. There's a lot of fall vibes but you wouldn't say that that's like a fall movie that you're supposed to watch at fall time because it reminds you of fall. I mean, well, I always like, watch it in autumn because it fits my vibe. Like in that in, in that same way, like not necessarily like a holiday or a season, but I consider Goodwill Hunting to be like a Boston movie. It, it There are plenty of really quality colleges around like the country that that this movie could have theoretically taken place in. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that it's in Boston is not quintessential to the plot. But in my mind, like, Goodwill Hunting will forever be a movie I associate with Boston, even though it's not integral. integral. See, that I would disagree with, though. I think Boston is integral to that plot. Do you? 
I also haven't seen it in a while, but... But, like, being from Boston and fitting the Boston stereotype is such a part of, like, almost all of the main characters. Like, the characters would be entirely different people if it weren't in Boston. And and, and I agree, but couldn't couldn't that same story have also taken place out of Chicago or Miami? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would have been the same kind of story. Because I think there's something about, there's a specific, like, ethos, I feel like, in Boston. Like, it has its very own special character. Oh, but the story, and, I think, would have been something different. And as a big Boston person, I don't disagree. But if if the plot of the story is, like, a troubled but brilliant mind is, you know, gets discovered and has a relationship with a, is he a therapist or professor or both? No, he's a professor, right? He's like a community college professor. Um, yeah. And sort of his his journey, none of that requires that it take place in Boston. This is true. I feel like it's sort of, like, there's a reason it takes place there is because when people think, like, super smart school, they think Harvard. Like, that's, like, the main school that everybody thinks sure. of. I think. This is true. But I think that's also an important plot point. I don't know that the story would have the same sort of impact if it were at, like, UCLA or even any other Ivy for that matter. I feel like either Boston or Yale. I think Yale's the other one people usually go to and think of a stereotypical, like, elite college. But I don't know. I think that if that... Just because something is not integral to, to the to the plot does not exclude it from being that kind of a movie. And I, I think that that's the same reason, like because like 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 could Die Hard have taken place during like a Halloween party? Sure, like it, it absolutely could have, and and it would have been you know a fine movie. But like so much of it just has like Christmas anecdotes. And enough and enough anecdotes add up to make it a Christmas movie. See, but I feel like there's a difference between um I completely lost my train of thought. Again, I'm gonna say it's it's finals week and I have been just like grading around the clock and sleeping like three hours a night. We, we hate to see it. <laughs> um and you had um the the no. the, the horn so that probably yeah got a, got a lot of circulation return so, yeah uh, maybe remember what i was about to say so um uh, yeah i'll work on that wonderful there's a difference between something and something but i don't know what those things were would we like to move on or would we like to wait for your thought to return i can't remember the specific thought but i guess it's it's more like even though there are maybe specific references to Christmassy things, I think that that doesn't make it feel like it's a movie just for Christmas time. No. You know, like, no, you can not. enjoy John McClane crawling through ductwork any day of the year, and Christmas just happens to be in the background, versus a movie like Home Alone or A Christmas Story. Like, watching those out of season just feels wrong to me because they are mm. about Christmas. And I'm not necessarily yeah. saying that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. I never actually said that. I'm just simply saying there is a big difference. And this wasn't my point, even though I was talking about differences. Valid. I still don't remember what. But there is a difference between something like Christmas Vacation, which is entirely about Christmas. That's the whole point of the plot. 
versus a movie like Die Hard that just happens to have it in the background where you can really enjoy that any time of the year and it feels normal because that just happens to be the setting versus watching yeah. a movie specifically about Christmas, like, you know, in August. You make it valid points. So it okay, might not be this is just going to be my own thing, but I don't even think of, like... Like, I know Home Alone is a Christmas movie. I just don't really associate it with Christmas. I feel like, for me... I, 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 I'm I not, like, a huge... But I could watch it in, like, May, and it would have the same effect on me as it would watching it now. Um, but if every year. a culture or society in general decides or suggests that something is a christmas movie wouldn't that add to it as well because we're ultimately the ones making the call he has a point but also, also, side I, note, I love every year people realizing that moira rose is the mom from home alone 10 out of 10 always excellent anyway continue um, I realized as soon as we started this question that I completely forgot to send you that article that I came across last week where somebody actually did, like, a legit study with statistics and charts and graphs as to whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. What? Okay, well, we will definitely link that. Oh I don't gosh. know if you, if this is the same one, but I did do some, a little bit of reading prior, um, and I do have a stat, according to press release, it says last year, but I have no idea when last year is, I don't know when this came out. Um, 1.3 million Americans watched uh, Die Hard on Christmas Eve in 2016, um, which which was more people than than the people who watched uh, Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and Santa Claus. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christmas movie. That just means that people really yeah. more. Because you know, it's awesome. I would be curious to hear how many people watch it on like any other day of the week. Yeah, that actually. That would probably be telling as well. Like, how, like, how, like, how many people are gonna watch Die Hard tonight? Yeah, I, tonight I forgot we're filming this December fifteenth. <laughs> I actually there. forgot to read um, this whole article. I mean, they got charts and graphs galore, but I think they probably have a lot more data. Um, like, they actually analyze it from three perspectives, like, the creative, the commercial, and the cultural perspective, and it's, like, really in-depth. That's awesome! Um, yeah, but the ultimate conclusion, bolded at the end, is, um, so is Die Hard a Christmas movie? The neatest summary I can provide is, it may or may not have been, but it most certainly is now. That seems fair. Yeah. Like, in the same way that society sort of adopted the ugly Christmas sweater tradition, it, it took a movie and made it something else. I mean, to me, it's really not a Christmas movie in the way that I define them, but... Okay. Then, the case looking at this list, I think you're going to be saying that a lot. Um... I also don't... I, I, I know I already told Bridget this, I really don't know most of the movies on this list. I think I know Harry Potter and, like, probably about it fair enough there might be <laughs> two i say yes to all right we'll, see well shall we move on to the next one then which is technically two and one yeah. so do we consider 
the movie Little Women, both the version from 1994 and the version from 2019, to be a Christmas movie. Never seen it. Both are delightful. Never seen either of them. Both are wonderful. No idea. I, I feel like, no, because they take place over such a period of time, and Christmas is such a tiny part of it. You're completely right. However, some, it's, it's a, again, it's a vibe thing for me. Something about watching either version in winter, specifically around Christmas, it just feels right. <laughs> I know! I th- it's, it's, just, really it's just a vibe! Watching. Especially in the 1994 one, there's just so many more, like, there's, I think there's definitely more scenes that are, like, in winter in the 1994 one. Yeah. There's also, like, a whole-ass winter of many months that are not around Christmas time. It's it's one of those things where it's just it's a vibe, because I think the movie first released around like the twenty nineteen one specifically that one released like on Christmas I think. Yeah, I know I saw it in theater with my mom and my niece when it came out. Oh my god, I love that movie. That was the f- um, last movie I saw in um in a theater before the world went to shit. Me too. And it was <laughs> <laughs> I saw it for the second time at a theater in Geneseo with my sister and my one roommate and um shout out to the person who like was audibly crying for 75 percent of that screening because big mood yeah there are parts of it that are hard oh yeah no i have i have 100 percent cried during that movie several times <laughs> anyway Qu- uh small aside <laughs> the 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 first scene in the 2019 one where where Joe meets Lori at at the party and they're dancing outside that I want what they have. I want what they have so badly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so maybe it's cuz it's like more of like an association thing for me because I remember seeing it for the first time around Christmas and like it was a really good movie so it stuck in my mind. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things, like, if you have a movie or a TV show you would, like, watch when you were homesick from school as a kid. Yeah. I feel like that becomes, like, the, oh, I, I'm not feeling well, I'm gonna call in sick from work and watch this movie that I used to watch as a kid, because that's the sick day movie or, you know, something like that. That's valid. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's not actually a Christmas movie, but it, it feels right. It feels right to watch it around Christmas for me. I feel, like that, I feel like I might wind up saying that for a couple of these, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's not a Christmas movie, but I acknowledge your feelings. Thank you. I feel acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Zach, you provided this one. Take it away. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a vibe thing, because all of the winter and Christmas scenes, it's like it's very cozy, and this is. We're talking about Harry Potter really and the Sorcerer's big... Stone, by the way. Yes, sorry, I didn't specify that. Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. It's okay for the rest of the people who don't have an agenda in front of them. Um, yes, it is. I I I fully understand that um, the majority of this movie does not take place during Christmas. 
And the height and ending of the movie definitely does not take place during Christmas because Voldemort is kind enough to let Harry finish his education for the year before trying to kill him. But I feel like it is... See, see, this is the other thing. It's just like the general mood that a movie would inspire. When I watch Harry Potter, I want to feel very cozy. Yes. And when I feel cozy, it is usually cold out and I associate the cold and whatnot with Christmas. And like I was saying, this is coming from somebody who's not a big Christmas person to begin with. Um, but like the Christmas scenes, the the Christmas trees, the Great Hall, and uh, where do they film at Oxford or something? Like it's just, it's so good. Yeah, it's it, it is really good. It feels so um, right to be watching that movie. Like in my like cozy flannel pajamas yep. with the like Christmas lights all up in my house yes. and like you know yeah. my mug of like you know whatever warm beverage tea cocoa what have you oh it's so wonderful that is Absolutely. how that movie is meant to be watched now it's it, it is like movies can be both Christmas movies but also like other things it is not just a Christmas movie of course and, oh and also I don't think anybody um, would argue that since we're filming this um like, I think maybe a day or two after uh, J.K. Rowling decided to be absolutely fucking horrendous on Twitter again. I would just like to oh God, take another what moment. What did she say? It's bad. I didn't see it's either. It's really bad. Like, it's probably the worst one yet. I'd just like to take another moment to no. say, fuck This J. is not your story anymore. Fuck J.K. Rowling. It's anyway. It's so sad. It, again. Huh. Sucks. Sucks so much, but yeah, no, that movie just. Oh no! Oh yeah! <laughs> Sorry, I just looked it up. It, it that is the most it. horrendous one yet. No, I don't want to look it up. Yeah, mm. it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. It had I literally. I know this is not about Christmas, but so sad what happened to her. I loved her so much. Like, her stories had such an influence on my childhood and still do, frankly. Like, Harry Potter was my replacement for a personality when I was in grade school. Oh my god, I like, those books shaped me as a person. And then to find out that she's like this... And then when, when like, when Trump, yeah, I know, it's bad. <laughs> For the what? audio listeners. Why did I read it? <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I don't know. And then when, when, when Trump was elected and she was, like, really outspoken, and I was like, yes, like... Like, like Hell this yeah. is what you would expect from the person who wrote Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then... But also, I don't know what you're talking about. Hatsune Miku wrote Harry Potter. It's just... I just... Yeah. I don't understand how she continues to do this. I know. Like, how does she just, just keep getting worse? You can just not tweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's an option. The bar is on the floor. And she keeps digging below it. She's, like... She is intentionally typing these things out. And it's one like, thing to yeah. have in your head, but you can decide about what to do with those thoughts. Yeah. 
So yeah, since we're discussing Harry Potter, always always feeling the need to to put that disclaimer out there, um, especially with the yet another horrible tweet. We do not stand I think, K. Rowling in this house. I think a lot of the reason I feel okay with still being such a big Potterhead is that all of the actors are, and all of the actors have made it very clear that they do not support the. Oh my god! That I absolutely that was like one of like and like back when this was like a new thing every like almost every single actor in harry potter coming out and being like yeah no don't rope me into this mm -hmm. daniel radcliffe wrote harry potter i like yes. that daniel radcliffe wrote harry potter I, I love daniel radcliffe great dude i love the fact that the actors are, are that the actors themselves are potterheads like like they love the story and yeah. and they still wear like the harry potter shirts and like tom oh my god what's his name Tom Felton? Draco. Tom Felton, thank you. Um, Tom Felton is like, oh my god, I just love all of them so much. I love Emma Watson. Just she just like buys books and leaves them in random places for people. Queen. Like what a oh man, what a delight. She's awesome. I love I be so I've said this on the podcast like... before. I love Daniel Radcliffe so much. I love that he decided that the entire rest of his film career was just going to be, like, weird, alienating indie movies. I was like, hell yeah, dude. And then yeah. Rupert Grant bought an ice cream truck after they finished the movies. Okay. He, um... That man is slept on these days. I, like, talked about this in, like, a really old podcast episode with Maddie, but, like, I found this TikTok where he was in, like, like a stage, like a play. And he was excellent. Like, absolutely excellent. He was in a play with, like, Nathan Lane, Megan Mullally, Matthew Broderick. Like, absolutely excellent. Somebody give that man some more screen time. He was in a rather weird Netflix show called Sick Note where he pretends to have cancer. Interesting. Also, I also don't think, I don't think it was so much that nobody wanted him in their movies i think it was more him wanting to take a step back entirely because valid. you finish a 10 plus year franchise like it's understandable that you're probably drained as amazing an experience as it sounds like it was um yeah no i, I completely get that i just like i feel like since he doesn't act a lot anymore or at least like not in movies people are always like oh yeah like that guy from the movies who like you know he was he's not the important one but also but like you know the man can act mm -hmm. he was like quite good he he tried out for his part in harry potter by sending in a, a home video of him rapping king as like a 10 or 11 year old absolute king shit we love to see it yeah anyway Doing great on the tangents. Uh, loving it. Yeah. Excellent yeah. content. We're very well focused today. We're doing, it, it's it's fine. The, Listen, you know, people who people have been with us for what, how long now? They know what they're signing up for. Yeah. <laughs> so the, there's eight yeah, Harry If you think about it, this is kind of on them. Yeah, I that's was true. literally made the choice to listen. I came up with I came up with a I didn't wind up using this line, but I had it in my head that I was going to start this podcast, like this episode of the podcast, talking about how this one's going to be extra long and say um, something along the lines of, to paraphrase our Lord and Savior, John Mulaney, I hope you're ready for three people with absolutely no expertise who are going to talk for a while. 
and I think we're living up yeah. to that. Technically, we're Technic- talking about movies. <laughs> I was kind of wondering the same thing, but you know what? I think all of us are sufficiently broken-brained right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's close enough. It's like two and like maybe three quarters. I, I mentally hobbled at the moment, so <laughs> we're doing fine. Lack of sleep and my head pounding from the antlers that I insisted on. <laughs> I'm gonna say the antlers thing is a little bit on you. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's part of the reasoning. But you did it for content. Yeah, I, I did it for the pod. Insert Bo Burnham's content. You know, and not even like the wearing of them, but the procuring of them from my closet because they were on a box on the top shelf in my closet and I had to drag this chair in there through the hallway through a couple of doorways into my closet and it kept spinning and I almost fell like a few times and I knocked a bunch of stuff down it was a whole thing your dedication is greatly appreciated I uh my cheap antlers from a race that I ran like four years ago five years ago I would say put them on your cat but that's not gonna work they will fit. Yeah. I do have a uh, cat Yoda ears somewhere. That's wonderful. I have a lovely picture of my dog wearing a light up Christmas headband. Oh, I've seen that one. It's delightful. That's another thing I'll include for the people. I have a picture fun. somewhere of Echo in a Santa hat. She's oh. clearly freaked out. Her eyes are like fully popping. <laughs> I love that thing dogs do where, like, they look sideways so you can, like, see the whites of their eyes or whatever, and they, like, yeah, no, just... like... And it just oh, makes yeah. them look so concerned. Uh... Absolutely wonderful. 10 out of 10. Do we have anything else we'd like to say about oh, yeah. Harry Potter as a Christmas... The first Harry Potter movie as a Christmas movie versus a movie that feels right to watch in winter, specifically in... around Christmas? In my research, um... Harry Potter came up a lot, but not just the first one, like all of them, because I think, I mean, I'd have to sit down and think about it and maybe rewatch them. I think at least all of them have at least some Christmas scene. Yeah. There's yeah. at least a snowy yeah. scene in every single one. So like, yeah. I get that, but also that like, village and... vibe-wise, yeah. no. Vibe-wise, absolutely not. I'm going to say to all of them. Vibe-wise, but... yes. Yeah. I mean, but that's why they all come up like, in the annual, is this a Christmas movie conversation that people have? Here's here's the other thing about Christmas movies, is, like, we associate Christmas and snow. And there's a large part of the country that does not get snowy. It does, I, I, I have learned, it does not really snow in Virginia. It snows a little bit. But the odds of the ground being, like, blanketed in snow on Christmas are, like, slim to none. You're, com- and so, thing, like, you're completely right. I feel like it's, like, a, po- like it's a postcard thing. Like, you, you know, yeah. every, like, you know, kind of, like, like, you know, a Christmas card thing. Like, every card's like, oh, the snow-covered, like, trees with the lights and stuff. Like, it's just, like, it's such a persistent image. It is. But also the reality that, like, most, that or I, I actually don't know what percentage of America gets, like, snow on a consistent basis. But, um, I don't know. Like, like if if you just associate Christmas with cold, there are a lot of scenes in in Harry Potter that are outside, devoid of snow, but also it's clearly meant to be chilly. 
Um, yeah, again, this is one that's like, it's just a vibe. It's it's simply a vibe. Like, the vibe I get from the first movie, it just feels like, it feels right to associate it with Christmas for me, for whatever reason. Like, the, like the fourth movie, for example, like, I don't, like, even, like, the, though it has, like, the whole, like, Yule Ball thing going on, like, I don't really feel like it's that, I don't feel like I need to watch it around Christmas for, like, maximum vibes. The most Christmassy scenes, like, consistent throughout all the movies are the ones in Hogsmeade. Like, hands down. No questions asked. Um, if there is, like, one location in Harry Potter that is Christmas, it's Hogsmeade. I think I'm getting that name right. I really haven't watched the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You are correct. Well, I I decided to look up the release dates for all of them, just wondering if it were, like, you know, released around Christmas. And interestingly, so of the eight films, four of them were released in November. Okay. And the other four were released in summer. So one in June. Yeah. When was the first one released? November 14th, 2001. Huh. First of all, it's crazy. It's been 20 years. Oh my god, I know. What the it's hell? been 10 years since the last one came out. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that in a the theater. Oh, like, to me, that just came I was, out. I was in 8th grade when part 1 came out. Like, oh my god. Part 1, like, Harry Potter goes camping. Like, that one. I... I oh. Part one of the Deathly Hollows. Yes. Yeah, the, the the one where they spend all of it in the woods. Twenty ten. Yeah. Twenty ten. More time to be alive. <laughs> I just started my PhD program. <laughs> it's just funny because just like the age difference that we have, like Harry Potter has just such a different meaning. Yeah, no, no, it does, though. I just wasn't the target demographic at the time, so I just have a very different kind of relationship with it. I loved reading all the backstory, and all uh, there was some story in, like, a Harry Potter book. Not, like, part of the canon, but, like, a book about Harry Potter. And it was these... Uh, it was a group of, like, critics or journalists or something. It was, or, like, college... Forget what group of people, but they literally, like, went out and bought order the phoenix like at the midnight release and read it through that night like like just all together and that's something like yes are we ever going going back to the previous podcasts that we've discussed watching a show on a week-to-week basis and then getting to talk with people about it is one thing to relive the the releases of the harry potter books that's something you can't get back that's my thing i'm like are we ever gonna see some shit like that go down with a series of books again where people are like lining up to buy it as soon as it is available what book are you going to write that you're going to build a theme park about yeah honestly like a whole it's just but that's the fun is we don't know until that's that's also my thing it's like i don't want to i hope that that's going to happen again because holy shit how much fun is that going to be like none of us foresaw harry potter before it was a thing no, you know, that, that's what's like, you never know what's coming around. And also, I really like to hope that that's gonna happen again because, like, I like, I was around for like, like the Harry Potter movies as a huge phenomenon, but like, 
all the book like that i was like really little when all the books were being released yeah so like i, I want to see that shit firsthand be an adult and be able to like yeah because when her- when the books were released i was i don't know two yeah I like was a like small child. i didn't get to live through most of that and i'm kind of bummed because yeah like, this sounds like a real fun sounds, time yeah yeah i don't know when the books came out i didn't look that up Ooh, first I'm one sorry, i want to say homies. late 90s 97 i think yeah. yeah that sounds about I mean, right definitely has to be the, the 90s but like and the, the first movie came out in 2001. I was 16 when the first movie came out. I'm still kind of bummed that they made it Sorcerer's Stone. I was Sorcerer's like... Stone. 97 was the Three. first book. Okay. So you weren't even born yet when the first book came out. I was literally... I, I don't know what date it came out, but like one. Hmm? Oh, I was like one. Oh, oh. I thought, you said, I thought you said the word what? And I was like, what are you asking? Oh. Yeah, no. And I was like, when the first movie came out, I was like three. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it's like the first, I was 12 when the first book came out. I'm not even 12. I hadn't had my birthday that year. I was 11. I just hadn't heard of Girl, it. Girl, you were so the never... prime demographic for that book. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I just I hadn't even heard of it until the first movie came out. It's also so interesting reading like the first book and then the last one. How much the the target demographic changed? Because really, the first book like, was a children's book. Yeah, by, no. By the time like, you got to the end, it, it's like that's a book for adults. Also, like, if you were reading them as they were like released to the public, like you you are the perf like you are the perfect age. If you like st- like Brooks, you for example, like you started out like eleven for the first book, and then you read them as they release, like you are the prime demographic every every single time. Yeah, that's why all of a sudden I'm like super bummed because I would have been the exact right age because that's like the age they are when the books start, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Rip. And she so, designed them to be like you know, you ate the children who started reading them age along with the characters. Beautiful. So I could have. I just hadn't heard of it until the movies came out, and then I was kind of behind on the curve. Tragic. The only um book. I was around for one release in the sense that i was like waiting for one when i started reading yeah them, i do remember definitely how it's coming the out Blood Prince. yeah it was so like i did not miss it completely i got to live it a little bit i i, I got to finish a uh, half blood prince and then like have have to wait for deathly hollows um but that's about it i i just got a taste of of, of the whole cultural phenomenon i know i want it i want it so bad give it to me oh my god i went to there was a, an exhibit at the museum of science in boston but it was like harry potter and it was all of these props and whatnot from the movie and that is will be forever one of like the my most happiest memories like from the museum of science and I just boston in general and i i was in like eighth grade like Ooh, literally it was yeah. it was amazing and then afterwards, we went to Cheers. So, like, wins all around. I love that for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did they know your name? Nope. <laughs> Disappointing. I was like, oh, no. It's literally me. <laughs> <laughs> they had, like, you know, um, a psychic on staff who could just, like, read people's minds and, like, whisper. That would be like, awesome. That would be like, wonderful. No, honestly, if they did some sort of, like, so, something where you have to sign in and then they were able to like relay that information Hell to people. Yeah. 
You walk in a room like, ah! Yeah. That'd be creepy and amazing mm. at the same time. Yeah. And then I get to use all of my normisms that I have memorized over the years. Nice. Very nice. Man, we're peak uh, tangent today. I know. I'm I'm loving it. We literally went from Harry Potter and Christmas to like, Cheers. Great. And awesome. To be fair, that's mostly on me, so I apologize for that. No, but like... never apologize for tangents. That's <laughs> the whole point of the show. Yeah, I mean, we have gone through three movies, so that's pretty good. We're definitely doing yeah. something. Next one, Edward Scissorhands. Literally don't know anything about it. Oh, good movie. Queen Winona Ryder. Love her. I, mean, I haven't watched the entirety of it in a number of years, but I never associated it with Christmas. I do because the like entire third act of the movie takes place on Christmas. Or like at, on like Christmas Eve or something. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. When I when I think Edward Scissorhands, I think about him like cutting the topiaries. <laughs> valid. Very, like, you know, very valid. Christmas first, you know? I, I think about other aspects of the movie and like his relationships and... I always think... Yeah, I don't know. Again, just because like the whole third act of the movie takes place on Christmas Eve. And also just like one of the big things that sticks out in my mind in that movie is like one, the kind of like opening scene where it's like snowing and it talks about how um it never snowed until he went back up the mountain and then you know the whole end where yeah. they have all the snow falling um, i'm just like oh christmasy vibe yeah i mean i, I suppose so, maybe not a christmas movie but a christmasy movie yeah again it's just been a while since i've actually watched the whole thing like all that at movie once. so that's like that's that's one of my faves i love that movie so very much and also, you know, Winona Ryder. Love her. Yeah. Wait, can I completely just swing back real quick to Harry Potter and I promise this will be the last thing I say about Harry Absolutely Potter. Absolutely, go for it. Like, I swear this will be the last thing I say. But, like, the other thing is the music. When you hear those first two notes, do, do, and, like, you know what's coming. Like, there's literally no, there is no other two notes in Hell the yes, musical dude. universe. And, like, that that gives you the same feelings as the Harry Potter. And that's it, I promise. <laughs> Who wrote that score? John um, Williams? John, I, I think it was... Was it him? I mean, that sounds right. I feel like a lot of times if there's an iconic movie score, you have a 50-50 shot of, it say, of saying John Williams and having that be the answer. Yep. Yeah, it was John Williams. What did I tell you? Um, but yeah. Love love a good John Williams score. I, I absolutely know what you absolutely. mean. It, like even like as soon as I hear the like the opening notes of that score, I like forget about like all of the like weird feelings I have about Harry Potter and knowing what I know now about J.K. Rowling. Yeah. We're just like, oh hell yes. And it's like okay for the next two hours, I'm gonna be in a totally different world. Yep. No, for the next two hours, my brain yeah. is off. And yeah. critical thinking brain is is put on the back burner for the next two hours yeah i i really truly do feel that another iconic score which is not um not john williams it is it is our it is our boy danny elfman i love this i love the score to edward scissorhands so very much there's a lot of there's a lot of especially like um the bit in the end that i'm talking about like where the snow is falling like that score 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com to get 30% off select lab-grown diamonds. That's bluenile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. bluenile.com. In particular, I'm like, "Oh, Christmassy." True classic. Oh my god, I know. I love that movie. Whatever happened to Tim Burton? I really wish he hadn't sold out to Disney. He's getting older and he's like, I need me some retirement money. Which, like, completely fair. But it also has been weird just because, like, when I was a kid, like, or, like, when I was, like, even up until the point when I was in high school, like, people would say, like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Tim Burton fan. Like, that's a thing that people would say. Yeah. And, like, that's not really a thing I hear anymore. Unless you're talking about, like, a lot of his older movies. Like, no one really, like, that's not a yeah. thing I've heard people say without, like, a clarifier attached to it in a very yeah. long There's time. There's an era. Yeah. Yeah. But that era. Yeah. Man, oh, man. It's good stuff. Which, actually, I didn't even realize the next movie on the list. <laughs> oh yeah, I <laughs> I didn't actually even mean to put two Tim Burton movies right next to each other, but there we go. Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It is both a Christmas and a Halloween movie. This is one where I am not backing down. It is a Christmas no, movie. And I get so mad when people say it's not. That's one of the great things about it is like so many holiday movies. It's like you watch it at that holiday. Yeah, you know, like you have Nightmare Before Christmas. I start watching that in September. You can watch it all through. Yeah, I start watching that in September, and I do not stop until, like, December 26th. It's amazing. I love that movie so much. And again, another absolutely iconic score by our boy Danny Elfman. Love him. 
I love that movie really, so much, and I get so mad when people say it's not a Christmas movie. They're like, oh. It's the title. It's, it's literally in the title. Yeah, yeah, I, was gonna, I was like, I don't know much about it, but it literally has Christmas. And it's not that like, oh, it's like, and it's not even like, oh, just the titles there just to be like a fun kind of wordplay. Like, no, it is heavily featured yeah. as a major plot point of this movie. It is a the, Christmas movie. People that live in the Halloween world, they're like, man, Christmas looks fun. Let's do that. Yeah. It's basically the plot of the movie. So they're doing Christmas. Oh my God. If Nightmare Before Christmas is still- is still on Netflix. We should all Netflix party that movie. I watched it in forever. Oh my god, yes. We should do that, like, literally this weekend if we can. We should all Netflix party that movie and, like, drink. (laughs) That'd be fantastic. I I still remember when it came out on VHS tape. I still have a copy of it on VHS that I stole from my cousin. We were just talking about this last week, and back in the era where things would come out in theaters and then take a lifetime to be on, you know, video. But when it came out on VHS, I had a sleepover for my birthday, and we watched Nightmare Before Christmas at my slumber party. I love that for you, oh my god. Birthday, would that have been? I Google so many things during this. I, you know, I love that. That's one of the things I love about having two monitors, is I can, like, be doing the podcast and be Googling things relevant to what we're talking about it came out oh man it came out on vhs four days before my birthday in 1994 so that would have been my ninth birthday i am loving everything about the image that i have in my head right now of just like a peak (laughs) 90s sleepover yeah yeah and just to really paint this picture for you we had a a pull-out couch at the time like it was a really big like sectional so it was like almost a king-size pull-out oh Hell yeah, dude. How many sleeping bags did you have on there? I'm trying to remember how many people were at that one. It was probably at least eight of us. God, I wish that were me. I mean, we're talking 1994. It's that well. Oh, God. It really is. That was 27. I love that picture that I showed you of, like, the aftermath of a sleepover in the 90s. And it's just, like, a bunch of guys, like, all, like, sprawled out and, like, sleeping bags and there's still like a super mario like loading screen on like a big like cathode ray tube tv best thing i've like god i wish that were me yeah we had one of those like big console tvs it sits on the floor and it's made out of wood you basically use like a piece of furniture and sit up on it and stuff like that hell yeah that vhs player roughly eight to ten girls in in sleeping bags and blankets and stuff just all piled onto a pull-out couch eating snacks God, I wish I got, that were me. I got a spirograph for that birthday. I remember using it in the middle of the night. Nice. <sighs> oh, man. What a memory. That's freaking awesome. I love that. So, we should... so Nightmare Before Christmas holds a special place in my heart. As it should. Yeah, I love that movie so much. I remember I, like... I think my cousin, like, initially let me borrow it. And then I just, like, kept it. Because he was significantly older than I was. So he's like, yeah, you you can keep this children's movie. Yes, Zach. Okay. Idea, just because there's all an idea for a future topic of discussion. Of course. Um, most nostalgic video games. Ooh. Games that just take you back. Hell yeah. I know you're not a big video game person, Brooks, but you have to have at least one. Don't say what yeah. it is, but I'm hoping you have at least one. As as a kid, I grew up playing Atari. 
of course. We, we didn't play Nintendo for super long. My main console was the Sega Genesis. We played Genesis, like, a ton as a kid. Hell yeah. Which I believe is still at my parents' house, and I, I keep trying to, like, remember to snag from them, because I want to... It wasn't really working so well last time I tried it, like, you know, and, years ago. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a big video game person either, but there are games, too, I just want to think about. Like, Deathland yeah, very strong I have, associations. I am already, like, memories. the answers... The multiple answers for this question are already just like firing yeah. off in my head. So that'll be a yeah. fun future topic. Oh, of yeah, discussion. not to, yeah. Oh, we can do that next episode. I'll see if, I'll see if Sasha wants to come on because oh. I know he has a couple like nostalgic game answers. We talked about it once when we were just hanging out in the studio. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Future ideas. We love to see it. Um,. But yeah, no, I still have a VHS copy of The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'm literally never getting rid of it, even though, like, the tape is, like, degraded as hell. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Love it so much. I, I kind of want to see VHS VHS tapes make a comeback in the same way vinyls did. I, th I think we can make it happen. There's a massive record store by me that sells laser discs. Oh my god, yeah, we went there, but we didn't find any laser discs. Oh, no, they have it. It's a whole section of them. We just probably didn't look at them. Oh. It's like a section. I was in an antique store the other day when I was on a date, and we found, like, we found, like, 78s. Like, the glass 78s. Those things are nuts. Very cool. Found this, like, book of Frank Sinatra 78s, and I was really tempted to buy it. But that shit was heavy. My dad's an antique dealer, so I've uh, spent a lot of my time around stuff like that. Love it. He always has at least one or two really nice Victrolas for sale. That's sick. I love that. Also selling a vintage 70s jukebox if anyone wants to buy it. It is a big in it. I had an apartment. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. If I, I have got one of those. A jukebox? No, an apartment. Oh. <laughs> Screw you. That's so odd. I have a two-bedroom townhouse. I still got nowhere to put it. Those things, I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd imagine it's pretty sizable. I would be getting an apartment. I would need, like, a statement <laughs> piece. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a real beaut. It actually, it was one that I grew up with. It belonged to my aunt, who passed away seven years ago now but my dad's just never he's been trying to fix it because it doesn't quite work well but he's finally decided to give up and sell it fair enough but it's full of like all the records and stuff and i used to like pick the records for her to put in there and it's a it's a very eclectic mix oh my god hell yeah no yeah like that that's the kind of statement piece i would like to have in a, like my living space someday that would be awesome i definitely thought about it real hard but i'm like yeah where am i i don't have any space if I, had a spa if I had space, I'd be getting a bearded dragon. But those enclosures have to be giant. <laughs> Tragic. Someday. Someday, yeah. And I, and I will be there for that day. Mostly just because I love bearded dragons. Be that big? Where am I going to put something that size? Tragic. It needs its own room. How great is that going to be, though? It's going to be pretty awesome. A reptile room that the cats are not allowed in. Beautiful. Um, 
Anyhow, so yes, Nightmare Before Christmas. Definitely a Christmas movie. Absolutely a Christmas movie. Um, if you think it isn't, reevaluate your life. Yep. Moving right along. Gremlins. Another 90s classic. No, is that 80s? Uh, 90s. Okay, yeah, so, like... like literally 1990s. Yeah, okay. I was about to, I was literally about to say late 80s, early 90s? I, oh, wait, no, no, it is 80s. Uh, it's the second one that came out in 1990. Oh, okay, yeah, so late 80s. 84. The original. Oh. Why did I have that in my head as, like, late 80s, early 90s? Anyway, doesn't matter. Yes, I wasn't even alive yet when the first one came out. I haven't seen this one in a red-hot minute. I can't quite remember how, like, integral to the plot Christmas is. Can you see my pure excitement? Gremlins and Gremlins 2 are two of my favorite movies of all time. How did I not know this? And this is one of the rare instances where the second one I almost prefer over the first one. Because the second one, it's just, it's a thing of beauty. I actually have that on VHS in the basement. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. The three of us need to have, like, the ultimate, like, 90s sleepover. Can we, though? How VHS much? tapes. VHS TVs tapes. TVs that make noise when you turn them on. Disposable <laughs> cameras. I got my VCR in the basement. Okay, great. VHS tapes. Oh, and um, oh my god, what's that snack called? Gushers? It's, it's Gushers, yes. I have yeah. Labyrinth on VHS. Do I have on VHS? Labyrinth. Oh! That's like Ultimate 90. Oh! Bridget tried to show that to me, and I kept falling asleep on her couch. But not out of boredom. I not did actually boredom. like it. <laughs> no. I just have sleepy bitch disease, and <laughs> it was late. <laughs> oh yeah, I fall asleep all the time when she's here. Yeah. I try to stay yeah. awake. Um, I, I very much have that disease as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was my absolute favorite movie as a kid. I used to like watch it constantly. It drove my babysitters crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that movie so like for obvious reasons I love that movie so much. But even if um David Bowie was not prominently featured in that movie, it's just so much fun. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? Sorry. I was uh, getting ahead of myself. Do? Who do? You do. Do what? Be of the babe. I saw my baby. Okay, um no, the internet doesn't need me singing. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, um, I, I love that movie so very much. I really am not to be slap happy, but it's been a long week. Right. You deserve it. Do it. I'm calm. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, okay, so that's a fun future plan for us. Ultimate 90s sleepover. Gonna be great. I've had many 90s sleepovers, so... I got knowledge. Perfect. I have it's vague... Somehow. I have vague 90s nostalgia imparted into me by like people a couple years older than me Don't oh my god me. wait I, I at home at least we still have a working nintendo 64 yes. speaking of bring it i should read i should put a reminder somewhere for myself to like see about our sega genesis and nintendo and atari they're all i think in my parents basement still and we will of course have to watch harry potter it's like not negotiable Okay, so we are like we are. It come out in the nineties, though. We'll allow it. We will allow an exception. But like, yeah, I'm no, actually it, serious about Harry like, Potter gets gets grandfathered in. 
I'm actually serious about like hardcore planning this. Oh yeah. It's gonna be freaking awesome. Okay. Gremlins. Um, um, yeah. Ha- exactly how prominently is Christmas featured in the first one? Because I know it's like definitely mentioned more than once, but I haven't seen it in a oh, long time. Yeah, no, it's I definitely this is one of the two I said I would say yes to. Nightmare Before Christmas and this one. Fantastic. Because, first of all, Gizmo is purchased as a Christmas present. Yeah. That's how he gets Gizmo in the first place. Um, and then it features pretty prominently, like, you know, the, the gremlins that are, like, you know, messing with Christmas lights and, um, you know, and Phoebe Kate's character tells a story about how her dad died when she was a kid because he dressed up as Santa and got caught in the chimney. I would say that's pretty Christmassy. Yeah, okay. So it's referred to as a comedy horror Christmas film. There's, um, speaking of comedy horror Christmas films, there's some movie I've been meaning to watch for a while that I have yet to get around to. It's called Anna and the Apocalypse. And it's like a Mm. zombie movie musical set around Christmas. And this Mm. just sounds like the, like, perfect combination of just, like, weirdness for me. Really need to watch that. If you've seen it, drop a comment. Tell me what you think. Yeah, to me, it's highly intrigued by that. It feels very much about Christmas, but at the same time, appropriate year-round to me. Of course. Just personally, I would watch it anytime, anywhere. And the second one is not Christmassy at all, um, which to me suggests that the franchise itself is not really about Christmas as a whole. As I feel like, to, like the concept lot. of just sort of like, you know, evil little creatures is, is pretty like Halloween inherently. Well, because it's horror, but of, it's supposed to be. So like, I feel like that, like... Technically. It balances it out to allow you to watch it year-round? Yeah. I don't know. A thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I suppose it's kind of like the Die Hard thing, too, where, like, even if you do consider it a Christmas movie, it doesn't matter, because you're gonna watch that year-round, because it's fun to watch Don McLean be a badass, regardless of the time of year. Of course. I dig it. So you have some interesting opinions about our next one, which I think might be controversial. Well, I will... no, just because I've had, had arguments about it so many times. I'm I'm very excited to hear this. I'm gonna full disclosure have not seen this one. Have you seen it, Zach? Nope. Oh, so it's just a me thing. Okay. You have the floor. <laughs> I mean, so the movie Love Actually. Um, I can't remember the. I think it's all the same director that did, like, a series of movies that are about, like, different holidays. Like, there's, like, the New Year's Eve one. I can't remember. There's other ones that I'm blanking on at the moment. Um, And so everybody widely considers this to be a Christmas movie. It's set fully at Christmas. There's people, like, giving Christmas presents and (laughs) Christmas cards and singing carols. and So it's very Christmassy. I guess to me, like, when I had first watched it, none of that stuff registered with me because to me it's not actually about that it's about relationships and about love and like people falling in love and meeting people and familial love and all that stuff and like to me the christmas stuff is just a like a side thing like yeah it happens to be set at christmas but i don't think that's the point of it at least to me you literally just made me think of another movie ah that i think is in almost the exact same vein as love actually Oh, yeah? Bridget Jones' Diary. 
never actually watched it. Christmas comes up a couple of times, but it's mostly just about her, like, you know, her struggles in her love life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, Love Actually, um, it came out when I was in high school, and it's one of those movies where it fo- it follows, like, a several different storylines, like, um, these two people that meet because this woman works for this guy, and then there's, like, this kid who has a crush on a classmate, and then, like, this woman who's, like, in love with her boss, and and then you think they're all completely separate storylines of people and then these kind of, like, loving relationships, but then you find out that they're actually all connected in some way at the end. So it's, like, all these different kind of relationships and different forms of love, like, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it happens to take place at Christmas, and that does factor into some of the... Um, the stories to an extent but i don't think that's the point to me and so the first time someone ever suggested to me that it was a christmas movie i was like what i mean yeah i suppose there's christmassy stuff but that's not the point i would say pretty much the exact same for bridget jones diary okay not having seen it i will agree that's one of (laughs) that's one of the like quote-unquote chick flicks I do quite. I do enjoy Bridget Jones' Diary. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah, I've um I've never met anybody who agreed with me that Love Actually is not a Christmas movie. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say that it's not a Christmas movie. I understand why people say it is. It just doesn't feel like one to me. I mean, you are making a strong argument. I I buy it. Yeah, just because it's set at Christmas and just because Christmas factors in, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the point of the movie. And that goes back to my overall argument of like. Is this integral to the plot? No. I mean, it could have been said at any time of year. And if it were really about Christmas, I feel like they would have put that in the name of it, like they do for most of the other movies. Oh, that's going to bother me. I know there's the New it's Year's like Eve. It's Valentine's Day, right? May? I think that might be one of them. That yeah. sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. But I know there, there were, like, several that were about specific holidays, which is, like, one argument where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe it's a specific holiday one, because it's in this series of ones, but at the same time, all the other ones have the holiday in the name. This is very true. It's not, you know, Christmas love, it's love, actually. It's about Christmas. I will go to my grave. I like it. We like, we like conviction here. Whether or not I'm right, I don't care. Well, there is no right. It's subjective. No! Wikipedia says it's a Christmas-themed romantic comedy. But it's not a a Christmas movie. It's romantic comedy. Yeah. Because I was just trying to look up the other movies in the franchise because it was bothering me. Actually, an an angle I hadn't thought about is, like, it's not a Christmas movie. It's just Christmas-themed something else. I hadn't really... Mm -hmm. I'll be looking at through other, at other films. No. I'll buy it. All right. Next question. Are we ready, friends? Sure. Is wrapping presents fun or just a hassle? I love wrapping I presents. I know what side you and I fall on. I love wrapping presents. It's so it's much like fun. That. My mom has me wrap almost oh every present that isn't mine. I love it. Most of my life, I have wrapped all of the presents for my family, including the ones for me. They would just put them in a nondescript box and have me wrap them. 
and I would just unwrap the present that I wrapped for myself. Uh, and that's been like the pattern. I used to put a sign on my bedroom door around Christmas time that said like Sarah's Christmas wrapping service. I love that. Fantastic. Right. And even now, you know, I'm in my thirties and I go back to visit my family and sometimes they'll save presents for me to wrap. And I just know that that's like my thing. I go there and I like, okay, where's the stuff to wrap? Yep. I talked to my mom Sunday. They've wrapped everything. <gasps> Unprecedented. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm upset. No. Okay. Actually, I usually wrap like literally just about everything that isn't mine. My mom's like, oh yeah, I have a couple things for you. I'm like, well, what the hell? She was like, oh yeah, I did most every, like most of them while you were in Henrietta. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? What? So yeah, while I was at your house, she was stealing my Christmas fun away from me. There is nothing quite like getting yourself set up with a pile of presents and a bunch of wrapping paper and ribbon and putting on some Christmas music and getting like a nice cup of tea and maybe lighting a nice like scented candle, you know, get the- Or like you're watching a Christmas movie, like you got a Christmas movie on in the background. I think it was last year or the year before I wrapped mu- uh, presents to Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> but there's like, that's like a whole mood and that's something I look forward to every it's Christmas. such like, a mood. It's a moment the stuff me. that my mom did leave for me I'm going to do this this weekend, and I'm going to have my little moment, and it's going to be wonderful. I still haven't wrapped all the Christmas presents that came in while you were here, Bridget, and I, I'm saving that for once I finish grading for my finals. Like, that's my- That's like your my, little- <laughs> That'll be a fun little treat. <laughs> okay, when you finish with the last of your grades, you can sit down and you can wrap these things. Oh my god, I love wrapping presents so much. Now that Bridget and I have discussed, what's your yeah, question? Zach? Your... How do you feel? Oh, I'm not a big Christmas <laughs> gift wrapper. Um, I think I think the parts of it I do enjoy are not about the wrapping themselves, but more like why I'm wrapping them. Yeah. But the physical I... process of it, I'm not good at it. Fair enough. It. it it looks like everything is very disproportionate and chunky, and it does not look clean. Um, I understand. So I, I can understand how that's not fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the parts of it that I do enjoy, it's like because I I get to like see everything that I got for everyone all in one setting. I get to be all excited about what they're gonna say or yeah. how they're gonna react and I get it. But like yeah, the actual I'm 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 not good at it. I'm, get that? I'm I'm pretty good at it, I'm not gonna lie. And I go yeah. so overboard. Ribbons and like fancy labels and like matching. You wanna like, wrap you know... my Christmas presents? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I like will not. that would make that you, would you don't even have to pay yep nope and then oh my god and then we can put on harry potter you can li- like literally come to my house i will wrap your christmas presents i will for you. i'm not I kidding do it. oh me neither okay great come over we'll watch harry potter i'll wrap your christmas presents looking forward to it hell yeah oh this is gonna be so fun i, I feel like there's so many like ancillary benefits there's you know like Oh, I'm running low on wrapping paper. 
I better go to the store. Yes. <laughs> For, like every roll of wrapping paper they have. And, and like, also, once the tube is empty, them. if you're like me and you have siblings, you can indulge the or cane funny. instinct. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I just talk through it at my cats. Beautiful. And then poke them with it so they attack it. Yep. No, um, <laughs> I... We I... just... Bonk. Yeah. Everybody gets whacked. You you, you walk walk by to get something and you're just like... The inherent... The, the inherent urge of violence of holding an empty wrapping paper tube. Or we give it to Echo and seeing her try to wrestle with this like three foot... Oh, I should give it to Piper. I've never tried that. Oh, oh this is so going to be great. I love it. This is going to be great. Nice and wide, too, so if, if they, like, try to go through a doorway with it, you know, sideways. Mm -hmm. Bonk. Amazing. Yeah, no. Um, I love wrapping presents so much, and I go really overboard, and it's so much fun. The thing is, like, I'm not a, a huge Christmas person. I know the fact that I'm wearing this hoodie and wearing those antlers and drinking a Christmas beer makes it seem otherwise. And, like, I don't mind it. But there are just a few things about it I particularly enjoy. The wrapping present process with everything associated with it. And on Christmas Eve, I like sitting by a lighted Christmas tree and drinking a Christmas beer and eating snack. That's Hell like yeah, dude. all I want out of my Christmas season. That's it. I don't care about Christmas Day itself. I could deal, go without it. It's more the lead up. Fun. Um, <laughs> we will get to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I read that, but I didn't, uh, think Yeah, no, I did add, like, two of these, like, in the 20 minutes before we started the podcast, so. Yeah, keep doing that to us, jeez. Because I, I'll, like, I'll sit down and I'll be, like, I'll, like, I'll come up with something and I'll be, like, oh, must add, had relevant thought. Because I'll be, like, you know, thinking of, like, like, you know, when I'm getting set up, I'll be, like, oh, bring this up, bring this up, and then I'll, like, it'll lead me to, like, another question that's relevant. Mm -hmm. So, the one fun thing, the one time I did enjoy wrapping presents, um, we had we had, uh, oh, it it was um, it was like llama themed wrapping paper, like llamas in Santa hats and whatnot. That's wonderful. I love everything about that so much. Definitely bringing out our family's like inner like South American ink and heritage. But like, Feliz yeah, Navidad. that was, um, that was fun. Beautiful. Love it. Love to see it. Love but to also, hear it. You can't really go wrong anywhere. Of course. Of course. So speaking of Christmas Eve, take it one step back. Should December 23rd be called Christmas Eve Eve or Christmas Adam? <laughs> I have never heard of it being referred to as Christmas Adam. Oh. Of potentially offending people. Dumb. Very dumb. Oh, I, I always call it I... Christmas Adam because I just think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I would call it Christmas Eve squared. Ooh. That's smart. What's Eve times Eve? Christmas. Eve. I don't know. No, I... Like the Pokemon. I never really gotten on board with the whole like we need to make a lead up day to the lead up day i just think again it's, i just think it's funny it's, a, it's fun and i get that but like if if i had to pick one i would go with mine 
Square. Square. Um, I'm, I'm still gonna call it Christmas Adam, sorry. <laughs> no, Christmas Eve Eve. And I only use it when I, um, like, I'm trying to specify a particular, like, you know, trying to talk about a timeline for things. Like, oh no, so do you want to do this thing this day? And like, not Christmas Eve, but Christmas Eve Eve. You know, like, I'll say it like that. But that's the only context in which I feel like it's ever necessary. Yeah, I mean, I'm only ever saying Christmas Adam as, like, a joke with friends. Or, like, to mess with my family. I'm a Grinch, so I just call it December 23rd. Valid. How accurate of you. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your whimsy? Yeah. I have math whimsy. I don't know if it's accurate, but... Oh, the square to my... Well, I'm certainly not the one to ask. Because I have... No idea if that's how it actually works. Because I have uh, mush brain when it comes to math. No, that's why I said what's Eve squared, because it's more like Eve's times two, which is different. No, well, that's true. Well, no, but if, if it's only two, it would still count, right? Oh, yeah, because well, two times... Oh, yeah. Two times two and two... Well, because what's two squared? Four. Four. Four, and then two times two is four. Yeah. So Eve times Eve, and then Eve squared would be the same thing. But it would be Eve, 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 Eve. With Eve, you're saying Eve once. If you were yeah. to multiply that by yeah. two, two, then it becomes Eve, Eve. But if you square it, it becomes Eve, 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 Eve. So then, uh... so then December 21st would have to be Eve squared. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So you have Bonus. Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam, something on the 22nd, and then Christmas Eve squared. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to we're like, like, we're like creating our own advent calendar like on the spot. I'm gonna right I'm like I might actually like tweet these out <laughs> with like a that podcast hashtag. If you had an advent calendar that was just labeled by like math versions of something Christmas Ooh. Eve. Like that. We could we could market those. Yeah. Podcast merch coming up. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Some math equation involving the word Eve and new and numbers to be able to equal the number of Eves necessary to denote the number of days before Christmas Eve. Hell That's yes, something. I love it. Let That's and the time then, <laughs> that whole thing. Let E mean Eve. Then... Something like that, or maybe you could have like a little Christmas tree symbol instead of various other like Greek letters that one puts in math. I used to not know Greek letters before the pandemic. You can no, still not know them if you're dumb, like me. Because I just know the names. I don't actually know what they correspond there's to. There's like, I don't know them. And then there's Omicron. I'm like, what? Another one? Like... Well, I mean, I know, well, now I know that Omicron is a Greek letter. But if you were to yeah. show me the Greek alphabet and say which one's Omicron, I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I have no idea. So. I do know Greek letter notation for mathematical equations from all my stats classes, so at the very least, I could help pick out a Greek letter that is not already used to signify something in particular. I barely I couldn't. I took dumb stats class. <laughs> I took Literally. dumb bitch math for my uh, math credit, and then we were done. I literally barely made it through barely passed and and not for lack of trying i was in seeing my professor like on a weekly basis oh my God, like same. she was working and again, it um, was so bad dumb bitch math i took logic every review session i was there like oh my god oh i was so barely bad at made logic. It. 
you know, I took multiple graduate level uh, statistics classes, including several from the person who literally wrote the book on statistics for communication science. You are uh, stronger than the both of us. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. I can imagine. I mean, he literally wrote the Bloody book that every graduate student communication uses. I, can I like to imagine. pretend that I'm sophisticated. Like, when I'm sitting with my colleagues and we're in our suits and we're drinking wine and we're like, hmm, the economy. And, like, I feel like I'm I'm doing stuff. In that moment, you feel good. But then you go, but then, yeah. you know, then, then you I go leave, home. And I have to reconcile the fact that I don't know anything. Well, everyone has topics, though, that they, like, bullshit their way through. Mm-hmm. I almost said BS, but then I remember, Zach, that you said a few weeks ago that you hate it when people say that. So I stopped myself and I swore instead. No, I'm fine with BS. I that I don't care about. It's when people are like, "That's bull crap," and it's like, just don't say that. If, if somebody said BC, I would literally just throw myself out my window. Oh my god, yeah, no. <laughs> What's the? We don't have dates here. British Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go with BC? No, but we all have stuff that we just have to like, you know wing our way through like yes oh, God, i know yeah. i know these things i do that all the time yeah, yeah where you're just there like hmm yes indubitably and then you leave and you're like what? like Although hey I... siri what does indubitably mean <laughs> indubitably, my good sir yeah oh yeah yeah i definitely have the benefit though that if people are aware that i have a phd they just assume i know what i'm talking about when i don't which is very handy god i wish that were me oh it's so funny because like it's definitely not a PhD, but when people call you because you work in a congressional office, they assume that you know every single thing. And I'm like, I know just as little as you do. Yeah. Although actually, I guess I do you know. get a fair amount of like, yeah. I guess I have some amount of presumed intelligence at work. Cause like sometimes people will be like, oh yeah, like the, col- like the college girl. Cause a lot of people there like just chose to like, just go straight into the workforce, which like, you know, valid choice. I'm not looking down on anyone. But they're like, oh, yeah, yeah col- like, you know, we got the college girl. And I'm like, I don't know, wh- what's a wrench? <laughs> I mean, I know what a wrench is, but, like, I'm there, like, yeah, like, they're like, oh, yeah, college, so smart. I'm like, I have almost zero practical knowledge in the same sense that, like, all y'all do. I got that, too, because I took a year off between college and grad school, and I was working at Target. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you, you went to college. And I'm like, yeah, I... I know as much about this job as you do. Why yeah. do you keep saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh yeah, you must be so smart." I'm like, "I am literally so stupid when it comes to everything that we're doing at work right now." Um, no, I just made a choice and had the opportunity to go to school. That doesn't necessarily make me smarter than anybody else, you know. It's just a thing I did. Yep. Yeah. No. The like the other yeah. day, like one of the various dads and grandpas that I work with has decided that I am like his like power tool like protege which is super fun fun title oh yeah huge fan of it so like i'm just like being taught like actual like practical knowledge which is great because i have almost none but like we were working on a boat the other day and we were like taking apart stuff and like this is one of those boats where you can like physically see the engine he's like points to like part of it he's like what's that i'm like it's the engine he's like okay more specific i'm like sir i have no idea he's like it's the transmission it's it's the boat engine. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, just a full it's galaxy transition. It's the, like, you know, it's what makes it's things turn. Name. It's what makes things mm-hmm. turn. I was like, 
Okay, great. So I'm like actually like, you know, finally learning things like that. Because as much as I am like, you know, I'm aware that I'm like, you know, at least decently intelligent. I did graduate. We did do that. But I can count on one hand the number of times that like that kind of intelligence has come in handy with what I am actually being paid to do. It's a very, do very small remember number. y'all the British boat? Odie McBoatface. Odie McBoatface. So good. <sighs> it's literally like a really powerful boat. That's the best thing ever. Has That's what the, they call has it. Has the Ever Given gone through the Suez Canal again yet? Because I literally cannot stop I thinking about that tweet. It's like, imagine holding in your hands the steering wheel that grants you the power to do the funniest thing that's ever happened. It's those tiny... I can't get the picture out of my head those tiny little backhoes. Like, hacking <laughs> away, like, at the dirt. Whoever is driving that boat through the Suez Canal again, please get it stuck. I am begging you. That would be the funniest thing ever. Think about Bodie McBoatface. I think about the people, like you know, in charge of the naming, who decided to put it to a vote like that, yeah. and just like what the reaction was. Were they, <laughs> There's were something they, similar happened. Like, I can't <laughs> remember what country it was, but like for a brief period in time, like every citizen was going to get control of like the government Twitter account for one day. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Where was this? And how Sweden? small government was it that, like, every citizen got to do it? I have it? no idea. I mean, it ended quickly. But <laughs> it might have been Sweden or something. And, like, someone, like, tweeted out, like, it was like, I love sucking dick or something. It was Sweden. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Incredible. This article, the headline is, Sweden's official Twitter account will no longer be run by random Swedes. <laughs> the, Shocker. The, the subtitle is, Farewell, Masturbating Swede. What What was it again? If you're comfortable reading that on air? The whole thing? Or the gist of it? That was the whole, that was the whole headline. And then no, the like tweet. The oh no, that, that wasn't a tweet. That was the headline of the article. Beautiful. Is the tweet included in the article? Um, I'm sure it is somewhere down here. Now this makes me think of when Ted Cruz retweeted porn on his Twitter. Oh my god. I forgot about that. And blamed one of his staffers. That poor staffer. (laughs) Yeah, right. He, like, like, can you imagine being a being a staffer on Ted Cruz's staff and waking up one morning and just being like... And they're like, you have to take the fall for this. Yeah, just be like, hey, remember how you looked up porn on the senator's Twitter account? He's like, what? Remember how I what now? <laughs> Again? Do we do we have the tweet? What do we got? Sorry, I, I haven't found that one yet. It's supposedly in here somewhere, but man, his tweets are just gold. All of them. They're just great. It's just like, hey, what would happen if like a whole country just started shit posting on Twitter? You're gonna have to, I'm, you're gonna have to send me this article because this needs to, this needs to be like attached to this episode. Link to a different one now to find the tweet because it wasn't in the one I was looking at. Like his very first tweet was um, describing himself: writer and marketer based in Stockholm has been called fascinating as well as an ass face. (laughs) Okay, getting different perspectives. We love to see it. Called range. Um. 
I guess I'm drinking a lot of coffee, lighting my face up with my laptop, and hanging out with friends. Oh, and you know, masturbation. Googling cool oh, yeah. English words. Uh, my, my favorite. Noting that this account has lost about 40 followers since I took over. And then in all caps, am I not Swedish enough for you? Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. How many, how many people follow the Swedish? What is the Swedish Twitter account? Like, Sweden? Well, now it's no longer run by random Swedes, so it's not going to be as fun no, to follow. But, but, no, but, but, but I, I, wait, is it Sweden dot, let's see. I just wanted to know how many people actually followed it. It's like 140,000. So that's a significant, wow, that's beautiful. Absolutely Literally, can you imagine beautiful. if we did that here? That's the very mm. last line of the article. It wouldn't like, even go wrong in like a like, like a fun, innocent, quirky way. It would just go wrong in a horrific way. So very. Just like each day, like one state gets access. Like every single person in that state. No. The, the very last line in the article I'm looking at now says, "I can only imagine what at America would look like run by an average Joe from over here. Probably nothing but caps locks and Dankfoot quotes." Which this was from 2011, so 10 years old, a bit of a dated reference. Yeah, no. It, again, wouldn't even go wrong in like the fun, haha, the government said dick type way. It would just be bad. It'd just be real bad. I think this guy's great. Give him permanent control. Hell yeah. Absolute, absolute legend behavior. Oh my god, it if we did that here and we did it by state, Donald Trump would be like, when do they get to Florida? Oh my god. No, you're banned. Yes. Any account. Yeah. Stay off the internet forever, please. Yeah. Does America even have an account? Like, I know Joe Biden does and, and like, different government agencies do, but, like... I don't know. I think like, we are too important for that. And, and, and states do. Like, individual states have Twitter accounts. There, okay, there's USA Gov. Maybe that's it? Yeah, I suppose. I yeah, guess. I it, it, it seems like that's about as close as we get to like a national Twitter account. We are not popular. I really am going to start like, yelling at you. Am I not Swedish enough for you? For no reason. Beautiful. Like, our population relative to the number of followers our Twitter account has is dwarfed by Sweden relative to their population. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Would we All like to answer New our Jersey final Twitter question? Yeah, we have been going for about two hours, so we probably should be Beautiful. Oh, wow. That was the original, I didn't even realize. That was the original intent. Extra long Christmas special, baby. Um, never answered anyway. Yeah, kind of. Uh, which is more fun, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. Pretty much Christmas Eve, although I gotta say the satisfaction of just, like, ripping into your presence. Unparalleled. I don't know. I mean, I've reached an age at this point where, like, it's- To me, it's not the same, because, like, if I need things, I just buy the things. So it's not like when I was younger and I was like, oh, I can't afford things. Parents, give me things. Um... 
and typically the stuff I get these days is just more practical type things. Like I know I'm getting me a stepladder so I don't have to drag my chair into my closet anymore when I need to get stuff. That's exciting. Yeah, the things that, that you actively want are like, like, I realized I was an adult when I asked for, like, a vacuum for Christmas. And then I was like, okay, I'm officially checked out. Like, yep. Yeah, when I got a tea kettle and I was really excited about it, I was like, I am not a child anymore. Yeah. Although I do still and get a socks, Lego set every Christmas, and typical. I love it. A tea kettle to me is still an exciting gift. Oh, it like, is. That's a enjoyable thing it's not like a practical thing it's like a thing for enjoyment like it's, it's not even... it's wonderful i i love my electric kettle but no yeah like um but i do um my sister and i we do still get we each get a lego set every year without it's fail. an avocado thanks. thanks no but i i love my i love my christmas legos so much you will pry them out of my cold dead hands that'll be fun i still have a lego set i need to build i haven't got I have my my yellow submarine lego set that was a christmas present also my mom I have an Adidas um, shoe. my mom still signs literally everything from santa she refuses to stop okay. very, very pure yep my parents do the same thing like and after my Mine um, don't. my house my family hosts the uh christmas eve party and, like, when my sister and I were little kids, the party used to go, like, until midnight sometimes. And, like, there used to be a lot more people because, like, uh, like, literally all of my dad's siblings lived in the area for quite some time. So there were a lot more people who would go a lot later. So, like, it would be a little kid and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up at 1130. Like, this is, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> but now, like, the part, like, you know, clears out earlier. So it gets to, like, 10 o'clock at night. And after, like, everything's cleaned up, my mom and dad are like, okay, girls, freaking get upstairs and don't come down. <laughs> and then I, like, you know, hear them, like, dragging everything from whatever hiding place. I still haven't found it, by the way. I'm 23 years old. Like, you know, drag everything out, put it under the tree. <laughs> and my dad still pokes his head into our rooms and tells us, and, like, again, 23 and 21 still tells us, Santa came, you can take a look, but you can't open it, can't open anything. And then my sister and I are upstairs, like, awake until, like, 12.30, because we're, like, young adults. And just sort of there, like... But it is funny how it's gone from, like, oh, it's so exciting, I'm up past 10.30 to get the fuck upstairs so Santa can come and we can go to bed. But yeah, no. Still signs everything from Santa. It's very sweet. I do miss being a kid when, like, my brothers and I would dare each other to go downstairs and, like, peek on, like, see yeah. the presents. Like, when I was really young, my brothers shared a room. They had, like, bunk beds. And so I would, like, go into their room and you go down, no, you go down, I dare you, I dare you. And then we'd, like, creep down halfway down the stairs and look, like, sprint back up. Be like, That's I so cute. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, the, um, like, Christmas morning as, like, when you're, like, seven, yeah, unparalleled. Like, I have spent my adult life chasing that high. One Christmas tradition that we kept in the mornings that, honestly, to, to the extent that we still do family Christmases, we still do, is, like, we weren't able to open Christmas presents until everyone was up. 
because the kids always got up before the adults. Of course. But stockings were fair game. Really? That's and, actually kind of a question. Yes. Do you do stockings before presents or after? Because it's always after. Oh, you house. absolutely do stockings before presents. Stockings is pre-gaming all the actual presents. Like, you always that's... do it after in my house. That just seems so anticlimactic, though. Brooks, tiebreaker. My family stopped doing stockings when I was, like, 12. Okay, before that. But, but yeah, well, what did you do? I honestly don't remember. Well, shit. I mean, that was, like, two-thirds of my life ago. Yeah, no, it was always after at my house. Yeah, that was, was pretty and it's always funny because, like, we always get, like, you know, we always get, like, a couple, like, scratch-offs. So we all just, like, sit around and you can just hear the of everyone, like, scratching off the lottery tickets. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was before, now that I'm thinking. I'm the odd man out. Like, the appetizer. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, maybe that is better. I've simply never done it that way. Yeah, it's never quite the same as when you're a kid. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> like, the whole- we used to do the same thing, like, couldn't do presents until everyone was up. And my oldest brother was seven and a half years older than I was. And so, like, when I was, like, that peak kid age, he was a teenager. Who's like, I want to sleep until one in the afternoon. Yeah. And so my mom would always say, oh, we can't open presents until you wake up Doug. And of course, being this, like, little kid, I was, like, scared <laughs> to wake him up. <laughs> She was like, she still brings it up all the time. It was so funny how you were scared to wake him up. Would like, you go oh, jump he... on his bed? Oh, no, no, no. Like, I I was, like, legitimately, because he was, like, twice my size. Okay, yeah, I... you probably could have gotten ragdolled. Yeah, he was, like, you know, six feet tall. He always had a really deep voice, you know? Uh, and, like, he was just one of those people who would put off this air of being, like, a, a real curmudgeon and grumpy, even though he wasn't really like that. And, you know, soft on the inside, hard on the outside kind of thing. But yeah, I was always afraid to, and that, so that was their big tactic, you know? Oh yeah, we get to sleep longer, because she's gonna be too afraid to wake him up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, my, I remember my dad told us that, like, he had he has, a bunch of, he has a bunch of brothers and sisters, so, like, they would all go downstairs, like, before their parents were awake, and they would just sit on the couch, and they're just going, just like, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not the same as an adult. It's never better than when you're a little kid. It's just so Although, fun. I feel like there's there's stuff now that's like very different that I wouldn't have done as a kid that I enjoy like yeah. new traditions, you know, you build. You know, like your scratch offs. That's something different to look forward to. Maybe you win something, maybe you don't. Although I do remember we would like we would get the I don't know when that started, but like my sister and I were still like technically like kids. Like I was like maybe like twelve or something. Like I remember doing that. Like we would get like, you know, a little, like one of just one of the little ones to be like here. It's got snowflakes. Scratch it off. My parents did that for one Christmas, and that was the Christmas my first Christmas when I was eighteen. Because then we were all adults at that point, so I'm the youngest. <laughs> I just I got there's this video, and I'll try and find it. There's this video I absolutely love. It's like it, like you know like kid who's in like maybe like sixth grade or something, but she's like opening up her stocking. She like pulls it out. She goes, "I got a lottery ticket," and she stops. Does Santa Claus know that's illegal? <laughs> I'm like, damn, smart kid. Well, technically, she's not gambling because she didn't buy it. She just scratched it. This is it. true. 
Yeah, no. Loopholes. Hmm? Although I feel like loopholes. Ah. I, I feel like most of my, like, newer adult traditions are all based around drinking them. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. like my Christmas beer snacks and Christmas movies on Christmas Eve. That's like the thing I look forward to. And then Christmas morning, we always do mimosas. Nice. And I have one of the moose mugs from Christmas Vacation. And so I, I drink my. That. It's delightful. My, uh, yeah, with all my tea sets. Um, and I refer to them as moomosas. Yeah, hell yeah. Which those are surprisingly difficult to drink out of, by the way, those mugs. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. The nose has to be pointing outwards, otherwise you end up with like a weird air pocket thing. Yeah, in your that makes that makes sense. Holding the antlers like only holding one's too awkward, but holding two feels ridiculous. It's a whole thing. Hold the the stem. There isn't really um, there's not really a good place to hold it. I only use it the once a year, so I'm trying to remember why I don't hold it that way. There's a reason. Hmm. It doesn't really. Yeah. Big sad. Oh well. Yeah, it's not anything really to grab on there you have to kind of like grab it like this yeah. hmm. <laughs> things i never thought about the only reason I'm, I'm doing that hand gesture is because that is uh in my head a reference to christmas vacation <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna keep doing it so that those who've never seen it don't know what it means and for those who really listen for audio have no idea what i'm doing keep them on their right toes on. I, uh, that's like one of the reasons I'm like excited for my sister to actually come home from school so we can actually start the like, we're gonna sit down the entire family and like watch Christmas Vacation and stuff like that. That's always, that's always fun. I've watched it several times this year. Ooh. Ren uh, speaking of Christmas movies, random last question I came up with. What's everyone's favorite version of A Christmas Carol? Ooh, what a big question. Like the song? Like the the like, Charles Dickens, Dickens story, you know, goes to Christmas. I don't know. Yet to come, which is the correct one. There is no ghost of Christmas future. Okay. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I want to see a ghost of Christmas future, but it's like future the rapper. Nice. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something favorite. controversial here. I really love the, um, like, CGI one with Jim Carrey. Nope. I love it. Nope. It is the most accurate to the book. It's excellent. I haven't seen it, but I'm already a big no, because I am not a Jim Carrey person. Fair enough. Like, even a little bit. But yeah, no, it's... Except for in Truman Show. That, that was okay. Apart from that, Literally, almost all of the dialogue from that movie is taken directly from Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and it's Max. Relatedly, Polar Express is one of the creepiest movies ever. I cannot stand the oh anime. Polar and Express is bad. It's but boring. it's so much I do not like the animation style. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I usually don't like. That's the only movie that I will allow it in. Is that version of A Christmas Carol? No, that's it. No, very unsettling. Very uncanny valley to me. You're not wrong, but again, for whatever reason, I like that version, and probably just because like I'm willing to watch it. Because I like that version of the dialogue so much. Yeah, it gets to me on a visceral level. I can't do it. I don't know. I love it. That's like probably my favorite one. Either that or the Muppet Christmas Carol. 
I was gonna say, I think Muppet Christmas Carol. I love the Muppet picture. Christmas Carol. I love Sir Michael Caine acting his ass off as though he's not surrounded by Muppets. I initially said Scrooge because it is a delightful film. I love Bill Murray and love Bobcat Goldthwait is an absolute treasure. But then I thought about Muppet Christmas Carol, which we watch typically every Christmas Eve. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's awesome. It is one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies. Again, Michael Caine just taking it so seriously. Top notch. Absolutely beautiful. Amazing film. I love it. The Muppet movies are just... Muppet Treasure Island is one of my favorite movies of all time. Tim Curry. I quote that movie constantly. The music in it is... It bangs! Like, I have legitimately had playlists where somebody... I've been playing music and somebody's like, um, is that Miss Piggy singing? <laughs> yes, it is. Because I haven't one, even, like... One, I don't even think I've seen that, that movie the whole way through. I just know some of the songs and they bang. Love Let Us Hear is an absolute masterpiece. Incredible. Absolutely yeah, no. I sing that song Cabin Fever from that movie all the time. As you should. Yeah, no. The Muppet movies are freaking awesome, and I've said this, I think, on an earlier episode of the podcast. Maybe one with Maddie. More Muppet movies. Oh my god. Especially, like, so many things that are entering the public domain. Muppet Great Gatsby. Give it to me. Oh man, I'd watch the hell out of that. I want ro- uh, Muppet Rocky Horror so badly. Brandon and Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Brad and Janet are the only humans. This probably isn't interesting enough for a podcast, but I feel like we need to have a real conversation about which Muppets would play which roles. We're 100% talking about this on the podcast, even if it's just bonus content. We are talking like, about, We are casting Muppet Rocky Horror. Yeah, Muppet Rocky Horror who would play which... Oh man, I'm going to try really hard not to start thinking about it. Okay, yeah, no, save it. We will, it, it will be discussed, <laughs> and it will be on record. <laughs> Like pick a movie and then pick the Muppet characters for the roles. Just we'll amazing. do a whole we'll do a whole episode. It'll be freaking awesome. But yeah, I think I think that's gonna be that's gonna be it for our Christmas extravaganza that we did here. Even though we went on a lot of non Christmas tangents, but that's okay. You don't okay okay. You're doing it to yourself. That looks ridiculous that way. Yeah, that's a little I, unnecessary. We're supposed to wear these. Though. Well, I had it. I did a whole thing, like, putting it underneath my hair and doing this last time. Smart. But, like, we were actually supposed to wear these for the race, and I thought, how are you supposed to do that? It just flops around. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. So, that brings us to the conclusion here. Donning the antlers for for our little goodbye, but uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever you celebrate. Hope everything is good. And yeah, we'll see you next week. We're not taking, uh, our filming schedule lines up so that we're not actually taking any holiday break in releasing. So that's cool. So we'll see you again next week. And I hope, I hope your holidays are absolutely awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch 
and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.